0: you know what we is sometimes you gotta stay in. welcome to my house baby take control now we can't even... on a friday welcome to all marine radio hope you're having a hope you had a good week yeah next week uh We're into May. How about that? Yeah. That's cool. And uh, at the end of next week. Um, I'm headed to Hawaii. So I'm excited about that. I'm going through the, the testing protocols that you have to do to go to Hawaii. And not be quarantined for 10 days. I should add that. Um, yeah, you got to go. Take a COVID test. I did that. The swab, they made me shove up my nose. I don't know what it had on it, but yeah, I didn't particularly care for it. Um, so I get that test today. I uploaded to this database I had to create an account in for the state of Hawaii. And uh, then when I get off the plane, they evidently zap me with a gun or something. And then they, they say, okay, welcome, aloha, or some shit like that. The, um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to go to Pearl Harbor. I'm, I'm, I'm but I'm really excited to, to speak. Um, this has been about a year in the making because of COVID, and so uh, I think I'll speak three different times while I'm there. Yep. And so, uh, no, excited. Uh, Post traumatic winning works, and so get a chance to hopefully take that message to the Air Force. Uh, Pacific Air Force, and then hopefully, uh, I, I won't say hopefully, if they put it into practice, their numbers will do what everybody else's numbers have done. So that's exciting. Um, yeah. So that. Um, Greg Lotus and Kim Holmes going to join me here. It is Friday after all. So we'll talk to them. Um, a couple of stories in the news I want to get to, though, before they they show up. Um The first one is um, the head of CENTCOM, General, he's a Marine, Frank McKenzie. Now, um, I've spoken, like, in in public. Joe McKenzie speaks his own mind. But I've been told by other people, like, yeah, I don't really care for that guy or whatever. So I don't, I mean, so General McKenzie has had a pretty good career. When you're the, when you're in charge of CENTCOM, (laughs) <laughs> you, you've you done something right or somebody likes you. But anyway, headline. Top General breaks with Biden on Afghanistan withdrawal. U.S. Central Command Chief Frank McKenzie broke with President Biden's optimistic assessment of the security situation in Afghanistan once U.S. forces withdraw. Now, there's been stories written that uh, the President of the United States um, did not follow the advice of, uh, of the uh, leadership of the Pentagon. Uh, in his uh, withdrawal plan from Afghanistan. Now, one of the things we talked about on this show, um, ad nauseum probably for a lot of people, is, you know, people say, will you speak truth to power? And everybody says, oh, yeah, my whole life. And again, what you have in the leadership of the Pentagon are high-end conformists. Okay, they follow the rules, right? And, And if you look at, Disasters in Afghanistan and Iraq, they happened, and hardly anybody said shit. Okay, that's a problem. That's a problem. So, <clears throat> I always like when this happens. The, this is in U.S. News and World Report. The top commander for U.S. operations in the M- Middle East on Thursday broke from optimistic assessments from President Joe Biden and Afghan President Ashraf Ghani that local forces in Afghanistan are ready to take on the Taliban and other terrorist threats without a U.S. presence on the ground. Quote, I am concerned about the Afghan military's ability to hold on after we leave. Afghans. So, and there's been comments also that, well, you know, we could we could come back and we could do, you know, we could still do things, right? He also questioned whether the fledgling Afghan Air Force would be able to fly once the U.S. follows through on Biden's plan to withdraw all U.S. forces. So, again, that's just him stating the obvious. McKenzie said the U.S. will see how the Afghans do once the U.S. completes its withdrawal plan. So, interesting public comments. Now, we'll see what if that has any repercussions. Okay, but I, I, I don't think anybody should have any illusion about what's going to happen in Afghanistan. And, you know, if it's time to leave, as Will and and, and Jeff have argued, that we've done enough, then... Um I don't, to me, the boy Scout in me still struggles with that, and uh but again, the realist in will and Jeff, hey, look, twenty years is long enough they've milked this for enough money, and now it will be what it will be the The question is, you know the Chinese and anybody else, the russians, you know. Are we okay with them moving in there? The Belt and Road Initiative all of a sudden and Chinese military guys in there? Is that what we want? Is that? Are we okay with that? Or is it just, hey, it's of no relevance to the United States anymore as the world turned towards China? But anyway, interesting that uh, General McKenzie, uh, in a public way, um, essentially takes on the president's policy decision. Um, next headline, Pentagon headline today. Is Pentagon panel recommends ending commander involvement in sexual assault cases. Now, this has been a, um, this has been an issue. I, I don't know how long this issue goes back. Okay, and and what's interesting is you see, um, and I should go back and find the studies that I've seen that say that if you have a a professional cadre of prosecutors and judges. In its own pipeline of sexual assault cases, you will see a fraction of the cases that get brought by commanders get brought by them, because the evidence simply will not support it. So it's been interesting as as this thing has percolated. Uh, headline is uh, Pentagon panel recommends ending commander involvement in sexual assault cases. So listen to this: a Pentagon panel recommended that commanders no longer be involved in process prosecuting cases involving sexual assault in the military. Now, again, what does this do to the commanders? You know, what else will now be taken away from a commander? So the commander isn't really the commander anymore, just another guy doing a job, another girl doing a job in in that. Nothing special, not responsible for everything the unit does or fails to do. This suggestion by an independent review commission led by Lynn Rosenthal, okay, Now, this is who Lynn Rosenthal is, a former White House advisor on violence against women. So whoever Lynn Rosenthal is an advocate. This commission established by Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. So since, what, the end of January? So it's taken a long, what, not even 60-day, February March? So 60, 75-day look? Signifies a major change in military protocol after the 75-day look, and a new phase in the administration's push to get on top of sexual assault in the military. Quote, the Secretary will now review the recommendations and consult with service leaders. The Secretary has asked the services to provide their candid assessments and feedback of these initial recommendations by the end of May. So you can see where this is going. Okay? This train is leaving. You can get in front of it, you can get on top of it. Cases of sexual assault have been on the rise since 2006, spiking in 2018 with a 13% increase, followed by a 3% increase in 2019. Data for 2020 is not yet in. The panel suggested that crimes involving sexual assault should instead be uh, viewed by designated independent judge advocates, who would then report the incidents to a civilian-led office of special victim prosecutors, according to the Associated Press that independent judge would then decide if the incident should be prosecuted and if the charge should be taken to a court-martial, according to the publication. So, um, yeah, so that is a, you know, so there is no other case that is taken away from the commanding officer unit. Everything that unit does or fails to do is his or her responsibility. So um, interesting, interesting story. It is Friday. Whitney Houston makes this Friday morning official. Good morning. And uh this is dedicated to uh the people out of Pacific Air Force that have been awesome to me. And uh uh got a call yesterday from a sergeant major and talked about how excited they were and so uh I'm geeked to go to Hawaii, so this is dedicated to my Hawaii trip and all the people Elaine uh out there, uh that have uh Chanda, who's another girl that has helped me. Um and uh and a second lieutenant by the name of Kimberly. They'd have all been very, very cool and, uh, and helped solve travel problems and things like that. So uh, I'm geeked. So this is dedicated to that. <laughs> But I'm not supposed to glamorize alcohol anymore. See, young folks, you ignore what I just said. We just have to execute. And we are executing every day, and Sergeant major and I are very proud of what you do. Doesn't mean we can't get better. We don't we don't want to make a mistake to learn. We don't want to lose to learn. We cannot lose if we have to go fight. We gotta do what these Marines did here seventy five years ago. Persevere against difficult. Challenging conditions and odds to win. You got to win. All right, we'll check the weather, and then we'll bring my friends on here. It is currently. Partly sunny in uh, 56 in Quantico, down the coast. Sunny in 60 at Camp Lejeune. Sunny in 65. Sunny in 65 in 29 Palms. Clouds in 58 at Camp Pendleton. Camp Smith in Hawaii, where I'm going, I'm not going to Camp Smith, but I'm going to Hawaii. Dark, cloudy in 69, not to rub it in. Okinawa, I'm not going there. Dark, cloudy in 68, Darwin, dark, cloudy in 80, and in Norway. It is uh, partly sunny, 51 degrees. Currently, it's cloudy in 59 here at uh, where I live in Southern California, looking for a high of only 63. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. It's cloudy and shitty. 63 today, 66 tomorrow, 64 on Sunday, Monday 62, Tuesday 65. I mean, come on, man, what is that? Alright, so that is a look at the weather.